Welcome back to How to Be Queer. This is Sam. And this is Chris. And today we're talking about bimbos, himbos, and thembos. Yeah. (laughs) I love it when you do that. Happy International Women's Day. It's going to be passed. It'll be one week past. But today is International Women's Day. Happy International um, Women's Day. Just in case you well, didn't know, it's also Women's History Month for the whole month. So there yes. you go. Yes. There you so, go. So, you know, the entire month's worth celebrating. Yeah. I'm celebrating Jojo Siwa in particular, as well as Zoe Kravitz. And Hunter Schaefer. Yeah, I'm also, I'm celebrating Amy Schneider. Um, oh, Hill. yes. We're, we're, we're celebrating so many people. We're ce- celebrating so many beautiful women. I'll tell you. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So I got into my master's program. So I'm going to be having. <laughs> yes! That is my educated queen. Oh my God. Oh, she's going to have her master's. She's going to have her master's, honey. That's right. Oh. And then, you know, knowing you, a few years down the road, doctorate. That's right. Watch out, PhD. I'm coming for you. Okay, but we should probably celebrate the Masters first and foremost. Congratulations. That's so fucking exciting. Okay, Thank continue. continue. Thank you. My Masters program that I was applying to was Masters in Professional Education, and it's in the field of equity, diversity, and social justice. Amazing. Right up your alley. That's your right. field for sure. Things that I just love and write within my low wheelhouse. And so I'm excited to learn. And that's pretty much it. I'm going in September. It's all online. Will you still be working? I'm still going to be working. I, I'm going to be working pretty much exactly the amount, same amount that I am currently, which let's uh, strap in, amazing. Christopher, because. <laughs> Especially master's program is very like time management is your shit because it's a lot of self teaching. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's, so I'm that's really excited. But I feel like um, you really thrive in a environment where you are given the freedom to do things in your own time and when you want to do them. Um, So I feel like you will obviously just excel at this. I know there will be moments where obviously things will be very intense in terms of uh, stuff going on, but you are a busy individual. So I cannot say I'm surprised you're taking on this. I can't Um, either. I know how you roll. That's right. But I'm very excited for you. I can't wait to hear about everything that you learn and just see you grow even further and, you know, just continue to, to like, educate and you know change the world the way you are so you're amazing (laughs) side note here um so you know i work for a rather large company and you know sometimes you need staff members from other stores luckily we have the ability to to do that really accessibly so we had somebody from another store come in and their store manager had talked to me and they're like oh they're non-binary their pronouns are they them just want to get that off the hop I'm assuming there may have been issues prior to this that may have caused this to be necessary. Whatever, regardless, appreciated it. I was like, great. Walk in. They're there. I'm like, great. They go, hey, I'm so-and-so. My pronouns are they, them. And I went, oh, that's great. I'm Sam. My pronouns are she, her. And they went, oh, that's so cool. You're so cool. Thanks. And I was like, I got you. Um, it was like a cool little moment. Anyway, I love them. If they would come to my store, I'd be so happy. However, very excited for them. They're I'm sharing news about them. Like I'm BFFs with them. I've worked with them twice. Um, 
but I'm obsessed. Like I saw them riding their bike while I was on my way home from work one day. And I was like, do you ride like a blue bicycle? And they were like, I do. I was like, do you like white sunglasses? They're like, I do. I was like, I fucking saw you riding your bike and you look so fucking cool. Like the fit was on point, but uh, they're going to the island. They're like, why did you move here from the island? And I was like, good question. You know, I don't know. I I do the things that, yeah, I was like, do you you want to stay here and like know why I'm so impulsive? It all started in 1996. 97? No, 96. When you're conceived. conceived. (laughs) I was conceived, actually, crazy story. Crazy story, if anyone wants to know. I was conceived (laughs) because my dad wanted a son because his dad died and he's like, I need a son and I have three daughters already to pass on the name McGregor. And my mom's like, I'll have a son. I had my tea leaves read, and I'm supposed to have a daughter and two sons. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was joking. This is real. (laughs) Anyway, so my mom picks up my dad from the airport. She had to go to Ontario for his dad's funeral. They f**k at Nanaimo River, which happens to be my favorite place ever, which is so uncomfortable. I know the exact spot because my mom felt it was necessary at the age of 12 to show me where I was conceived. And was like, she instantly got pregnant because that woman is ridiculously fertile. And then I came out a girl um, and still identify as a girl. And, you know, my dad was like, God damn it. And fucked off after six months because he was like, all I wanted was a son. And your tea leaf lady got it wrong. And so here we are. Love to see it. That's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> that's my life update. Tidbits about me. I loved those little tidbits. Yeah, I have, I have no fucking life update. I, I'm working a lot. I have a bunch of 4.30 a.m. shifts coming up. Ew. Yeah. I commute half an hour to work, so uh, I'm getting up at 3 a.m. I, uh, okay, so your life update is that you're exhausted constantly? I, I actually am, and I'm so thankful that, like, my partner, like, goes to bed at, like, a decent time. Because I'm sleeping. I'm, like, sleeping a good amount of time which is new for me, but I'm, I'm tired. And it's right now, it's just annoying because like our schedules don't match up. But until I exit this next six weeks of training, I will be doing closing and opening shifts. And then after that, I will be doing like regular eight to four, eight to fives and shit like that. Okay. So so it's just part of like training. (laughs) Just so I am, um, I think it's until I become MIT, but for now, because I'm still doing shift supervisor stuff, I'll be doing closing and opening so yeah it's exhausting anyway so that's my life update I'm tired but I'm you know enjoying the job trying to you know really accept this new role because it's a lot more demanding than other management jobs that I've done so you know I'm just I want to be the best that I can be for everybody but it's a very big store and not everyone will like me and I have to accept that as well and I also need to do my job which is not always going to make the people happy so I feel ya. Anyway, moving on. Moving right along. (laughs) Moving right along. Let's get into the definitions so everyone knows. Well, we can do that. But also, first, we got to share our news that it's cool. Oh, fuck. I'm (laughs) jumping the gun. My my fucking lanta. I'm out here just on a whole other level today. (laughs) So my news is we went and saw the new Batman, and I'm not going to do any spoilers, but Catwoman, queer icon. Correct. Like, instantly saw some shit go down, and I was like, lesbian. Ladala Bean. For sure. Um, You know, some shit happens, and you're like, okay, maybe not Ladala Bean. But she is definitely 
in in the in the words of my partner, she's bisexual. Um, <laughs> and it's <laughs> she uh, and Zoe Kravitz, who obviously is Catwoman, uh, was also just love her short hair in the movie. It felt like an ode to Halle Berry, um, the yes. original Catwoman. Um, I don't know if anyone else has played Catwoman, so my apologies to the DC fans. But in an interview, you know, she did kind of say that like she she takes Catwoman as a bisexual icon and I think that is fucking phenomenal let's queer up the superheroes honestly Marvel figure it out let's go can we make our Valkyrie canon gay already yes it would be nice it would be very nice that's my my oh and Jojo Siwa still just being gay icon we're gonna post the TikTok and it'll speak for itself. But she, you know, is on tour right now and she got an Instagram DM and she was like, I'm not gonna not say I'm gay. And so she whipped out a, a fucking rainbow flag with her face on it. And I just think that's the kind of energy we need to bring into 2022 for sure. So exactly. You know, when we say it, I'll be it. You're in a no. JoJo Siwa concert before she even came out. Shit was rainbows galore. And that's glare. right. Like, so Come now it's now. like extra. It looks like a fucking pride parade. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> the first thing I wanted to share is that um, Sims 4 is working on customizable pronouns, which is Ooh. very exciting. So you can put whatever pronouns you want. And they're partnering with the It Gets Better project. So that's mm. fun. And the other thing I wanted to share, I've actually got three pieces of news. You're welcome, everyone. The second piece of, <laughs> second piece of news I wanted to share is that uh, Willow Pill is trans. If you don't know who Willow Pill is, she's the fifth queen to come out as trans on season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And I think that's wild. I'm very excited. We're excited to have this many trans queens on the same exact season. I think it's really cool. Anyway, and the final piece of news, which is my very <laughs> favorite piece of news. <laughs> I know, this is my favorite. Amy Schneider is engaged. If you know, Woo! if you know who Amy Schneider is, you've been listening to this podcast because Amy Schneider is the beautiful, um, would we cut well she's a champion she's a champion of jeopardy um and she's got the second highest earnings ever right but she announced and second longest streak second longest streak <laughs> second highest earnings all that kind of thing highest for a woman um i know. think she's third highest earnings oh i thought she was second interesting okay well we'll double check sorry yeah. about our sources here she's either second or third <laughs> one of those she's two. top three she's top she's three in that top three category and that's pretty awesome yeah she announced on instagram she posted a picture of her and her uh partner with their rings it was so cute it was so sweet i have to see this right yes. now i'm not gonna lie amy schneider's instagram super cute love creeping it because um when she was on jeopardy and she was doing her i love that she did like outfit of the day things yeah. in there. it was the cutest thing i've ever seen oh my god their rings are both gorgeous well actually i said yes but then i wanted to post too so she said yes as well <laughs> i couldn't be happier and more proud to be marrying the very best person in the entire world and i'm so glad to be sharing my life with her it's great to be able to introduce her to people as genevieve my fiance it's so cool Ugh, queer love. Wow. Here for it. I love how she's only following Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy Amy. Go and follow her on Instagram. You can go and check out every single one of her outfits. Yeah, um, phenomenal. I love it. I love she it. She is just fucking glowing. All right, well, that's our queer news. We, got, we gave you five today. Yeah, makes up for my like lack of news. Um, so I appreciate that. It's um, a lack of on... news. Yeah. To, I mean, to elaborate on your Batman thing, it's like literally Zoe Kravitz said that 
she thought that it would be bisexual character, right? Like she was like, I was acting as though she was bisexual. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, in queer terms. So this week we are going to talk about um, the terms bimbo, himbo, and thembo, um, which are all related in the exact same way. They're all, um, you know, the original was bimbo. And um, yeah, so let's get into it. Sam, what do you know about bimbos? I know iconic bimbos. Okay, like, can you list some? Uh, so like Paris Hilton. Yeah. Is Chrissy that girl who is blowing up on TikTok? <coughs> is that her name? Yeah, that, she's a bimbo. <laughs> love her we're gonna quote her here (laughs) can't wait can't wait um who else was like a like a bimbo pamela anderson's a bimbo she lives on vancouver island she is from vancouver um she's from bc Um, yeah she lives on vancouver island um and she has a rescue center i'm pretty sure yeah i would i would also say that marilyn monroe was probably a bimbo um, that makes sense by our definitions based on those people though what's the type they're beautiful, like stereotypical okay. beautiful, like big old knockers. Gotta yeah. appreciate the titties. That's right. Um, yeah, stereotypically just like beautiful women. Um, and kinda, you know, seem like they're not the sharpest knife in the drawer, which is why I was like self-identified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an emo bimbo. You got like, big boobs and I don't I don't have big boobs. No. That is the most important thing ever. <laughs> I mean, the definition of bimbo is changing. As we can see, like, even looking at the, like, the people that we listed, like Paris Hilton, Marilyn Monroe, Pamela Anderson, you probably notice something more in common with them than just that they're pretty. They're blonde. They're blonde and often just white. There's expanding definition of bimbo. There are bimbos who are black now. Like, there, there are lots of different bimbos. And then if you even look at the term and look at the word himbo i love himbos it's yeah it's starting to include like more types of people like you can be a himbo you can be a bimbo you can be a thembo right okay so the term the word bimbo comes from the word bambino which is italian for child it was used in the 1920s to describe simple men so it wasn't even applied to women at the beginning. It was mostly simple men. And then the word started to become a misogynist barb against conventionally attractive women for being frivolous. Then the portmanteau of him and bimbo joined up and that was the 1980s. And now, of course, we've got lots of non-binary people happening and they are claiming bimbo as well, but they're being like thembo. So that's kind of happening 2010s, 2020s. So that's your timeline of bimbos. One of the prominent like bimbos that you've probably seen like on TikTok and stuff is Chrissy Chalpeca. Chrissy describes bimbo who is a bimbo what is a bimbo these are multiple questions that i have been getting from millennials who is the gen z bimbo a bimbo isn't dumb i mean she kind of is but she isn't that dumb she's actually a radical leftist who's pro-sex work pro-black lives matter pro-lgbtq pro-choice and will always be there for her girls' gays and nays. If you're homophobic, I'll castrate you. Listen, this is an inclusive organization. There's bimbos, dembos, himbos. I don't do this for the misogynistic male gays. I do it for my gays. And damn, my tits look good. It's about emotional intelligence at the end of the day. And remember, we always step on Trump supporters. Hey, is that a Trump supporter? Ew. So she um, was called a bimbo by someone on TikTok and she at first was like really upset about it. 
But then she was kind of like, why would I be upset about this? Like, I'm going to reclaim it and has since reclaimed it. Now she embraces it. And she has said that the bimbo is someone who radiates confidence, is comfortable in themselves and doesn't give a fuck about what anybody else says about them. She has added that today's bimbos are also expanding and updating our established understanding of what bimbo stands for. The bimbo is pro-choice, pro-sex work, pro-BLM, and she, he, or they likes to look pretty. We like to look pretty and we're doing it. In the past, bimbo was used as an insult. It described a woman who was all looks and no brain. Bimbos were morally reprehensible because they cared too much about money and sold their bodies. But today, bimbos come in all shapes and sizes. TikTok is full of himbos, lesbian himbos, thembos, and bimbos crossed with every imaginable subculture from anime bimbos to groovy bimbos. I also want to discuss, because like last week, we made the claim that Sean Mendez is a himbo. And this is why, what sparked me. <laughs> I love that. Okay. To discuss this because I wanted to bring it back up and be like, okay, um, you know, Sean Mendez is a himbo. What does that mean about Sean Mendez? Like, what are we, what, what are we implying here? <laughs> I don't think that it's he bad. looks pretty, that, that he looks pretty and he isn't all there. Yeah. He's got some, like, he's got bits and pieces, but like when he says stuff, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of like, is it just, Two of the inside out characters running around. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't have jealousy or sadness or anger. Like it's no. genuinely joy and some other one that just yeah. has, I don't know how it got there. Um, I think it would be joy and, and, and like confusion. Confusion. That's, and that's they're just the up two. there pulling all the fucking levers. Yeah. They're out there being like, I don't know how to do Sadness's job, but I'm in here. I'm just confused. Whatever. And they're pressing buttons. <laughs> yeah. They're like, he makes music now. Right. He just seems just like so... It's not that it's not a lot up there. I just like get the vibe. He is in his own world. And that world is encapsulated with happiness and joy. And he's just doing his thing. He just gives me some like hardcore naive vibes. I think that is something that should be integrated. I think naive is the kind of word and like gullible. Like when I think of like bimbos and himbos and thimbos, like it's, it's, you know, I think it's like, truly just like seeing the best in people yeah and 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 makes them seem you know not like the brightest because i yeah. think in this world the, the the people at least like i know i can speak for you and myself we do not see the best in the world we think it's a very dark like the more self-aware you are the less great things are <laughs> um and i think like specifically chrissy obviously she knows that there's not great things going on in the world i know she's aware of those things i think she's choosing to look at the best and like that in itself is like a really beautiful trait um and like kind of how she's changed the narrative for that um because i think sometimes you look at people like that and you're like oh they're so stupid they don't know what's going on in the world like they don't know how fucking terrible it is it's like no they know how terrible it is but they're you know trying to brighten the little pieces that they can exactly and like she's mentioned in another video that she's like yeah sure i don't know how to do math <laughs> but like i certainly know that like you know trans rights are human rights like they believe in the collective good and that people are genuinely generally good they just have to navigate a hard world. And when they are met with things that are not really vibing with them, they might just laugh it off and be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and But that's really what it's trying to do is just bring the brightness into the world. I agree. In a hilarious I agree. Way. Um, I have a friend, uh, my Australian friend, I called him a himbo and he was like, 
that makes me so happy. And I was like, you are truly a himbo. Um, and I love that for him. I really do. I think himbos are my favorite breed of man. <laughs> I would say that they're one of my favorite, favorite breeds of man too. Yeah. I would say like a close second is uh, fluffy gamer boys who date bisexual girls and yeah. become self-aware. Those are also good. They are very, like, they can be misconstrued with Golden Retriever Boys. Um, they are, have a lot of similarities, but I feel like Golden Retriever Boys are just like a little bit more passive. I'm literally living through it right now. Like I'm living through this crazy fucking thing right now and I'm acting like I can't get through it, but I literally am by waking up today and like doing the damn thing and getting through this one day. It puts me one step closer to being out of it. Yep. And so I always just think of it that way where it's like, but I think that was such a fucking revelation for me where I was like, if I can fucking just like remind myself that if something bad fucking happens, you're already in the fucking middle of it. Like the climax has yep. fucking happened. And now it's like the downward where yep. you just have to deal with the implications of that and like move forward and transition into this next phase of your life. If you are not aware and you're listening to this podcast, that's fine. Uh, we are going to let you know about what's happening in the United States. There's a lot of anti-LGBT, specifically T, but a lot of LGBT um, leg- anti-LGBT legislation that's happening in the States. Some of the major ones are Texas is has now um, essentially made it, or is in the process of trying to make it so that seeking gender affirming care, so like seeking out counseling and like, you know, affirming your child in the gender that they are like living and experiencing um, is going to be considered child abuse, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not appropriate. In the state or in Florida, there's a legislation. This is the one we're talking about today. There's legislation. There's also um, legislation in Idaho, I wanted to say that um, is really bad as well and it was just um anyway there's lots all all over the united states yeah there are states that are proposing these weird ass like legislation about like let's silence the queer people and it's not exciting it's not very good parents are really worried about this uh queer people are really worried about this the youth is really worried about this in florida the the one that we're going to talk about today is called the don't say gay bill that is like a colloquialism it's like not the actual title of the bill the parental rights in education bill so already you're just kind of rolling your eyes because it's like this isn't about parents I don't understand like it's really not because like the bill bans classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity which is not great specifically it's talking about from kindergarten to grade three but the rest of the you know education um says that it should be age appropriate and developmentally appropriate we've already got guidelines for how that's age appropriate and developmentally appropriate so there's no reason for us to make legislation about it and I think like uh, I love the argument that when it comes down to like well it's about sexual education like we shouldn't be teaching them how to have sex and it's like but they're not like we're just naming body parts and discussing like variations of people that you're going to fucking come across in the real world like it's 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 not like making them watch fucking porn like what are you talking about like they're making it sound like any sort of that was always my biggest pet peeve like growing up in a household where like if I had questions about something like I can distinctly remember my mom getting mad at me for singing candy shop oh yeah and it's like I got the magic stick and I was like well what's the magic stick and she's like it's penis and I was like (laughs) well what is he doing with it and she's like it's a blowjob and I was like well what's a blowjob and she's like okay I'm gonna fucking tell you what blowjob is and I fucking learned yeah and 
that was in within my mom's parental rights. I'm not saying everyone's fucking parents should be telling their kids this shit, you know, whatever. But like that, they're that's not what they're fucking talking about in school. No, like you can't no. do that. What no. the fuck? Like there's there's already guidelines for that, and they're there's... making it sound like they're out here being like, yeah, we gonna fuck. And yeah, exactly. Like, like there's obviously professional boundaries. Yeah, this is all like these nine year olds are like, yeah. No, like, exactly. What? I was like, and half of them have the fucking internet now. And let's be real, TikTok not really a fucking like children's app like they make it out to be. And like, they're fucking seeing shit in their own time. You might as well, you know, nip the basics out of the way. And that's barely anything. Um, well, this is backed up by the research, right? Like, as soon as like kids are able to ask questions, they're going to find an answer, but it might be the wrong answer. And so I don't know why you wouldn't want them to have the right answers to keep them safe, because that's exactly what it does. Like when we educate them about their body parts, the reason that we're doing that is so that they don't come to me and say like, oh, this this teacher touched my muffin. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they, they can't advocate for themselves if they don't have the proper terminology. And it's not, and like, oh my God. And like, on top of that too, it's just like, I think people really like family planning needs to be taken a bit more seriously. I think yeah. in like high school and elementary school and things like that. I took it. I found out like children at the age of like six months old, six to something, they're already touching themselves. Yeah. They're touching themselves right when they come out the damn womb. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, that's just like, I can, okay. This is going to be TMI. I had a stuffed tiger. <laughs> I think we all know where this is going. I absolutely know where this is going. And I would obviously sit on top of my like, little giant tiger stuffy and, you know, gallop, if you will. And I had no idea why I loved it so much. I was like, this is great. I want Honestly, it's like that fucking scene in Big Mouth where she, like, is sleeping over in the school gymnasium and she doesn't realize she's doing it in her sleep. Mind you, I fucking knew what I was doing. Not like that, but, like, I wouldn't fucking go to a sleepover and, like, do that shit. Like, I was kind of, like, I had an inkling that I, like, maybe shouldn't be doing this. And I can remember a lot of times as a child, like, doing those things and not realizing what I was doing, just knowing that it fucking felt good. That's happening, and I wasn't in school yet. Like, I was, like, fucking five. Like, what? Like, oh. that's happening, and that's normal. Like, and we're acting like we're, like, oh, no, nobody's masturbating until, like, 13. It's, like... It's absurd. <sighs> Kids are, like, by the time kids are 15 at least 10% of them have had sex or a sexual encounter. By the time they're 15 to 19, half of them have. And so it's not like you're, you know, like they're this in this vacuum of like, oh, like they'll never know. They'll never figure it out. Like they're already testing that stuff out by the time they get to school. And haven't we, have we not proven at this point as well, which is what really frustrates me is that like, I went to a church and like the girls were separated from the guys during the youth group. And it was like, and we read a book on how it's women's fault. This was like, what really like, I was like, I'm done being religious. Um, <laughs> this was like the first fucking foot in the grave here. I was like, it's a woman's fault. Like they can't dress for the male gaze and like this and that and whatever. And it's like our responsibility as women to not like lead into like sexual pursuits before marriage, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm just like, have we not learned? Is there not proof in the science that's already come out that like by um, making it this fucking taboo, uh, we don't do it. We don't talk about it. The more we talk about it, the more it's going to happen kind of conversation actually like leads to the inevitable where they're going to fucking do it and they're not going to do it fucking safely. And they're not going to be 
adequately prepared if they come into a scenario where somebody is maybe pushing in the sexual agenda. You know what I mean? No. Like, what the fuck? That is the science. Like, that is the science. Abstinence-only education does not work. It simply doesn't. And, like, the birth rates go up. The STI rates go up. And not only that, but I think, like, the chances of abuse, too. Like, from what I've learned um, within, like, my family dynamic... Um, my parents' past, they came from ridiculously religious families. And uh, my mom, you know, had some very questionable things happen to her. And it was her fault because she was a woman, even though she was a fucking child. And on top of that, too, it was like it was her fault. And, you know, did the cycle of abuse continue because of that? A hundred percent. And do I think that's a big part of why things happen the way it fucking happened? A hundred fucking percent. Because if you're told that you're the fucking problem and, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't have done it. And it's like, all right, we're just negating the real problem here. Yeah. And what the fuck? It's just like this entire narrative, this entire fucking domino effect of fucked up shit happening because of it. It's just fucking insane. And they're sitting there and they're like, why don't my kid turn gay? And it's like, bro, you know what? You can do everything in your fucking power to prevent something from happening. Your kid's an individual. And I think a lot of these people who have kids think that they're going to end up exactly like them, live the life that they've pre-planned for them. And it's like, you shouldn't have fucking kids then. No, exactly. With people who go have, have kids and they're like, well, I don't want my lineage to end. I want someone to take care of me when I'm old. Don't fucking have kids. It's not your kid's responsibility to take care of you when you're old. It's not. It's great if they want to do that. But I think like my biggest pet peeve is people saying that, well, I want kids. So I have someone to take care of me when I'm old. No, go fucking put yourself in a nursing home. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm, no, I agree. I agree completely. I just think the it's point fucking ridiculous. Of having kids is not to be able to manipulate them into doing what you want them to do. It's not to be. Like, I just want you to have a better life than I did. Well, then. You then let me be. I've had kids and you should have focused on yourself and not made those mistakes. But now that I'm here, let me fucking live my life. Yeah. What didn't you get in your childhood that led you down that path and maybe do that for me? And yeah. that's being supportive and staying in your fucking lane. Like. I mean, within reason, like, you still need the fucking parent, obviously, but, like, there's just a lot of things where I'm just like, what the absolute fuck? No, but, like, the parts that make up a human individual are the parts that you should let be be human. Like, I don't really understand. Like, so if we're looking at these laws, the science says that kids can sort out genders before they get to school. Like, they can sort people into, like, this is roughly what a woman is, this is roughly what a man is, this is roughly what non-binary means, this is roughly what this is, right? They haven't necessarily assigned themselves into any of those categories, but they know what they are. By their next birthday, (laughs) so, like, literally it's 24 months, and 24 months is two years old. They can sort out genders. By the time they are three, they have an idea of who they are, too. So it's not like And the thing is, what bothers me as well on top of that is that, like, um, specifically in the one article I was reading about this bill is that they were saying, well, you know, back in the day, you just used to join clubs and experiment and see who you are. And like, what's this big hoopla about coming out in, in school? And it's like, you just fucking said it. Like you you're said in it. school, you're exploring identities. Okay, cool. Maybe Sherry wants to go by he, him um, during their time in high school. And let's say they turn 22 now and they're like, wait a minute. Uh, I want to go back to she, her. Who the fuck cares? Where is the harm in that? Okay. At one point in high school, I I thought I was Christian. Really brief stint that that lasted. (laughs) Like it was more so like an elementary school kind of in the end. Like I was like, yeah, God. But like that was a pair of pants that I tried on. And I was like, you know, these just don't fit right no more. 
and I fucking changed it. Where's the fucking harm in somebody thinking that they may be something and maybe for that time of their life, they are. And they are that thing because I said they are. So just accept it for what it is. You have the power to fucking make that decision for yourself and change it later on, right? Like nothing is ridiculously permanent. And I think they're... And the issue right now, too, I think, with, like, media is that you're seeing a lot of trans people who may have, like, reversed. Like, there is a couple popular TikTok creators I've seen who, like, came out as, like, a trans man and are now, like, reversing that. And they always... Yeah, detransitioning. And they're always showcasing that instead of the people who are staying and solidified in the decision to be that way. And it, like, pushes... And I'm not saying, like, you can't talk about detransitioning that's not what I'm saying I think that should be discussed as well but I think like a lot of these other people are taking that as like see now you now you now you're regretting it listen that's a decision that they made for themselves that they had to make for themselves to get to this point and yes does it suck and do I feel for them 100 fucking percent because I think right now in the age that we're in where all this information is coming to light and it is, you know, being like a bit more accepted and you're having more accessibility to things that maybe you do think you are something and, and for that time you are, and then you're like, actually this doesn't fit as well as I thought it did uh, because it's still fitting within a binary and I can still be masculine while, you know, identifying as a cisgendered woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're navigating this new age And, you know, people are, you know, learning things about themselves and being self-reflection and all these things are happening that, like, it's just, I don't know, shit happens. And, like, I just, nothing is fucking permanent. Like, nothing in this world is permanent, quite literally. I would also (laughs) like to talk about the detransition science. Most of, most people, most trans people do not detransition. And the majority Mm -hmm. of them don't. Um, The majority of those who do detransition, detransition because it was too hard to live as a trans person. The majority of those people would still advocate for transition for people who need it. Exactly. It's not like these people are out here just like, you know, I've detransitioned, therefore no one should be able to transition. Like, that's not the point either. Like, and to, that's kind of like what I think is the fear or not fear, but like what I think is maybe um, part of a problem right now is that like media will be like, oh, we need to cover both sides. And it's like, okay, I get it. I really do understand this. You need but to But it's cover not both black sides, and white. But, like, there's also like this whole entire like scientific community that says this. And then there's like four people over here that are pissed about it. And those like, yeah. and you're putting it at like equal weights, right? That's, they're not equal. They aren't. <laughs> I think why people think that like when people detransition, it's like a whole like I'm against it a lot is because because when you see people who get abortions that are super against abortions after the fact. And so they go, oh, it must be the same mindset. And it's yeah. like, no, it's because there's not enough fucking funding and safe places to get them that it creates a fucking negative environment over an already traumatic and stressful event. And yeah. that is why they go against it. Yeah. Because I experienced it screaming at me while I was in immense pain in a very, very unempath like apathetic and disgusting fucking environment getting that done because it's so overrun and overcrowded and not everyone can see it for what it is where it's like well it's in the city they probably have a bajillion of these a day and they're desensitized and they they themselves probably don't have the training to deal with this they themselves are getting backlash for working in a place like this they themselves may not have the fucking benefits to seek the help they need to handle a job like this they see the women who come in here because of rape and other things you know and it's just like it's a fucking massive plethora of things that like make it such a terrible fucking experience and i just like think that like people look at everything so fucking black and white and go yeah that's just the way it is and it's like no there's fucking there's so many levels to everything like the human mind is is so fucking wrapped up in so many different things 
there's so many so many small things that happen that impact a person's decision for things i don't know it just fucking irks me yeah with regard to the don't say gay bill and you were mentioning this too um that essentially like conservative people or like people who are against you know talking about gay things in schools are trying to protect their kids and that's like some kind of like it's a narrative but it's a false narrative Mm -hmm. because I don't believe that they are trying to protect their kids if they were trying to protect their kids then they would help them (laughs) they're not helping yeah not helping any kids by doing this I do want to share this quote by do you know Matt Bernstein on Instagram no Matt XIV oh yes um Obviously, yes. I was like, you do. There's no way you don't. But anyway, um, so uh, they shared a whole like slideshow just like they usually do about like this issue. Um, And they talk about how conservatives are backlashing against like, we don't need to be exposing children to sexuality at such a young age. What Matt's pointing out in their post is that that's actually really not the whole point. Like they're, they're making themselves feel better by Um, making it something that they're trying to defend. So I'm going to read this. Um, It says, uh, conservatives who used I hate queers with their chests out now know that they have to disguise their homophobia and transphobia as concern. They can't be attacking something. They must always be defending something. They say we need to protect children so they can feel like the heroes of their own story while actively hurting LGBTQ kids. When you say we don't want to teach kids about sexuality, what you mean is homosexuality. You've taught Mm -hmm. them about heterosexuality from day one, somehow never had an issue with it. You called your five-year-old son a ladies' man and your toddler daughter a heartbreaker. You had them play with Barbie and Ken and showed them every Disney movie kiss. Not to mention the fact that both Snow White and Sleeping Beauty revolve around act of sexuality without consent. Where were the boycotts then? Where were the laws banning schools from showing them? There weren't any because you don't actually care about protecting kids. If you did, you would teach them about uh, consent. If you did, you would urge schools to implement comprehensive sex education, but you vote against that too. If you cared about protecting kids, you'd know that the most predictive factor of whether or not an LGBTQ kid will become suicidal is whether or not they have supportive parents. But you don't care about protecting kids. You care about keeping LGBTQ material from them for as long as possible so you don't have to answer any potentially hard questions. You care about keeping their world small so that you can keep your world small. This is not about kids. It's about you. I and love I think that. That's, like really powerful. Um, you know, what's really nice too, is that um, a lot there in response to this, uh, there are high school kids and kids all over like the state. There are kids all over the United States. Walking they're out. Actually, yeah. They're walking out of classes and saying, we say gay. Like we do not accept that this is okay. Like it's not okay. Yeah. That is like standing up. Gen Alpha is standing up. Kids aren't going to stand for this. And I understand that like, there's only so much that they can do, but just know that the generation that's coming up is not going to tolerate it. And I'm very excited I about agree. that. <laughs> so if you are listening to this podcast from Canada, and you're like, it doesn't have anything to do with me. What would you say? About the bill? Yeah, like, it what, does. Would, what would you, how? I feel like, unfortunately, the reality of the situation is, like, so much of Canada is just bombarded by the states. Yeah. And we've seen that with this convoy shit. Um, yeah. We're getting, they got funding from Trump, for fuck's sakes. Like, yeah. <laughs> we are so integrated into one another to assume that that kind of fucking tyranny isn't going to be brought over here those same suggestions aren't going to be brought over here is fucking insane especially in ontario and alberta we saw it here when trump was going how many fucking trump flags did i see in ontario it was absurd how many people were fucking flying these stupid flags and fucking make america great again you're not even in america why the fuck are you so concerned right 
But the thing is, the unfortunate reality is we're neighbors and yep. a lot of what their rhetoric comes into play with ours. A lot of the things that they're in, uh, pushing are coming into ours. Like the fucking convoy people, for instance, too, with the anti-mask. Well, the states don't have masks. Well, the states are doing this. I don't know what to fucking, like, it's, it's inescapable. Like, it's going to somehow be integrated into our culture. Yeah. And what we have going on and we have to acknowledge that and yeah. also to assume that we're like oh we're we're never going to have to do with that i'm sorry are we forgetting the last election and the people who came forward and the things that are being talked about right now in canada yeah we're having those conversations as well but we get so blasted with what's going on in the states that you know we kind of forget that it's also going on here well exactly and we've got some kind of like um angel complex where we feel as canadians we're kind of like like white oh, knights we are yeah. literally white knights yeah we're like oh it, that could never happen here like we're we're wonderful like you know um we're not uh, i would never or maybe, that maybe way. It's not it's not that bad here but like i'm just honestly i'm at this point tired of canadians comparing ourselves to the u.s why don't we compare ourselves to ourselves and be better than we were before and that's I the don't, thing and and like, okay, yeah, maybe it's not on the same level as the states, but they have a much denser population. Yeah. A much denser and higher population rate than Canada does. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, our rallies are pretty big when you're looking at the fucking density of those populations. Like if you've ever seen a rally in Toronto, that shit's fucking massive, massive. And it is massive based on where the fuck you are. You know what I mean? And yep. so, yeah, okay, it's not as big as the one in LA. How, a billion people live in LA. Like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, and it's just, I think we we use it as a scapegoat to not get shit done here. I also yep. think, you know, we should pay attention to what's going on in the States. But I also think that, like, sometimes we need to dial it back and fucking worry about where we are. I agree. Like I told my mom, like with the Trump stuff, when Trump got elected, I remember just like crying in my room for days. And then my mom became like this Twitter warrior. She still is. It's actually kind of iconic. Um, and she's starting beefs and Twitter wars with people. And, you know, she would talk to me about it. And I was like, until you have the same fucking know about know how on what's going on here, I don't want to hear it anymore. And so she was like, OK. And so now she's like really into Canadian politics as well. And I was like, Yeah. Like, this is where you live. Like, you should be worried about your stomping ground as well. Like, well, obviously the shit leaks in and you should pay attention to it. But, like, why are you not having these discussions with people here? Yeah. You know? You're and arguing like, with somebody in fucking Idaho. Why are you not arguing, like, or debating? Sorry, I don't want to say arguing. But, like, why are you not having these debates, these conversations with people here where it's also impacting us? Well, yeah. And honestly, it does impact us. I don't know if anybody remembers, but in... 2018, when the conservative government came in, they got rid of the physical and health education curriculum. They dialed it back because the previous government to them had just put in a new health and physical education curriculum. It hadn't been updated in like 13, 14 years, 15 years, and it needed to be. And maybe it could have even been longer than that, to be honest, but it hadn't updated for, it hadn't been updated for a long time. It said nothing about consent. It said nothing even about sexting. And so like, it was just ridiculous. And then they also, you know, improved it for kindergarten to grade three, talking about the things that you should talk about at an age appropriate mm -hmm. level. And then there was like a few thousand people that were like up in arms about it. And I understand that you should have a voice and all that kind of thing. But the thing is, is that because of that the conservatives grabbed onto that and got rid of the physical and health education and could until it could be more age appropriate or thanks for coming and how to be queer Once thanks again, for listening you hope we you know had some good conversations yeah. talk about some stuff yeah yeah let us know if you agree or disagree with us and why um
just yeah you know if you are disagreeing with us just know you're disagreeing with science <laughs> yeah just know that like you're wrong and just know that you're wrong okay I'm just kidding but um obviously people can have their opinions and whatever because people have opinions but you're wrong you're wrong Thank bye you. my love bye love y'all <laughs>